And welcome to another episode of The Bandit Room. My name is Charles, and I'm joined here in the studio today by Mr. Aggie. What's up? Mr. Caleb. Hello. And our special guest today, Mr. Brian Cope. Thanks Hello. for joining us. Oh, it's a, quite an honor to be here. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for coming. Now, you're a, a man of many talents and abilities. Uh, you were just kind of telling us all about what you... He drives ag- a minivan. He drives a minivan. And, and I drive a minivan. We didn't even I'm discuss a, that. Uh, yes. I'm, uh, that is a yep. talent. That's yep. a talent. Um, I, I cashed in the, the manliness card. And, uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, that, that fits in with the whole having kids and, and running around and, and being flexible. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, just, I have rented minivan a couple of times for uh, conventions. That's They're, true. It's very easy to load stuff in there. And this is being recorded, right? Yeah. 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 Just oh, didn't. The first <laughs> Brian, the first time because they didn't have any other vehicles. I said, I'll now take he's it. Making excuses that was in for Tampa. <laughs> and after that, every time we go to a convention, we do a lot of truck shows. And uh, if I was going to rent, that's what I rent. It's easy to load and load stuff and and they move it around. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm beyond the days of, of appreciating this. But when <laughs> I could just hit the key fob and all the doors pop open and the kids <laughs> just either go piling in or piling out and and yeah that's oh, that's, that's, a, that's a nice feature but yes <laughs> i do i do drive a minivan and uh yeah but I, I you know i also fly a small plane on occasion so that's nice maybe that kind of cancels and that's, that that's how aggie knows you right that's how you two met correct, yes. okay, yeah. yeah tell us about how you guys met um so aggie tried to kill me several times <laughs> <laughs> But that's the beauty of being a flight instructor is that's everybody's right. trying to kill you and you're trying not. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, we, we, uh, I don't even remember what brought us, the two of us together, but it was a flight lesson. So I got to go flying with Aggie a bunch of times and hopefully I imparted some knowledge on him. And Yeah, uh, you definitely did. Definitely did. I think, uh, we all, well, both of us and a couple of other people, we belong to our local EAA group here. And I may have seen you in a couple of meetings, but then I was trying to restart my flight lesson and... I don't know who, but someone told me you're the man who knows all the new things when it comes okay. to private aviation or general aviation. Yeah, and um, so we reached out and we started doing that. I did. We had uh, quite a few lessons here, but uh, we couldn't find a, a decent aircraft that we That's, could yep. we, trust we had, and take we had lessons. We some issues in. there early on. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> one flight I remember we're getting ready to take off and we take off and we had this loud buzzing sound in our ear in, in yep. our headset and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from and basically we turned around came back and land because we couldn't hear did we ever find out what what was that so uh, i did hear what it was um up inside the wing uh-huh. there was a piece of tape wrapped around properly wrapped uh-huh. around but you know these aircraft are they're old they're 60s and 70s you know they were they were born <laughs> same time i was or before <laughs> um but this tape had you know, peeled off after a while, had just decomposed. Okay. And so now you had this little piece of tape that was just right. sitting there and buzzing. Right. And it, it was a loud buzzing Loud noise. buzzing noise, yeah. Um, you know, no, no safety of flight issue, nothing, but just to drive down the road and uh, hear, it was, <laughs> it was not pleasant. So we had to, we had to call that one. <laughs> right. Right, right. So what what are you flying now? I know you're part of a group. You guys own an airplane. Yeah, so we own uh, a Piper Archer, which is yeah. a, you know, four-seat, lawnmower with wings um and so that's what i take the family flying in and that's what i go see my mom up in virginia in, and uh that's you know that's my own and then I, I still fly with uh aces flight school there 
there at Rock Hill. Okay. Um, so they have a bunch of 172s and a couple Pipers. And, and uh, so for me, it's always been general aviation, and I have no aspiration to fly big iron or anything like that. Right. It's, uh, I like flying around, flying locally. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I, uh, personally... I like going places, which yeah. which sounds kind of s- silly, but um, there's there's a big crew of people in the EAA Experimental mm-hmm. Aircraft Association um, where they really enjoy you know staying very local, but they they fly some really cool aircraft. Um, but they're not going to Virginia in them or anything. They're yeah. they're um, staying local. But I like I like being able to say uh, you know hey let's go to Myrtle Beach and you're there in an hour. That's um, cool. That's that's, cool. that's a that's a pretty cool thing about yeah. general aviation. Yeah. I've flown a new aircraft with you. Yeah, just one yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. I must have done something. I never got invited back. So you guys, you're hard to insure, Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> 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 are you guys planning on, uh, since you are getting a hangar, cl- same location where I'm getting my hangar, are you planning on getting a different aircraft? I don't know. You hmm. know, I'm, I'm going to have to see. So there's the timing of it. I, right. I don't want to have an aircraft without a place to put it. So right. since it's such an investment, uh, but, you know, do I stick with the one I have? Do I get some partners and, and get something newer, faster, cooler? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see. It's got any, a bit. Do you have any in mind? Like what would like to upgrade to so or downgrade I would, to? No, I would. Um, so I'm I'm pretty enamored with the series. I just right. um, you know it's very sleek. Um, it's it's modern. Well, are you talking it's, about the Vision Jet? No, that's more <laughs> Aggie style flying. Uh, so I'm I'm very hopeful that once you get your typewriting in a Vision Jet, that right. you'll take me flying with you. But yeah. no, no, yeah. you know, and so, SR22 would be would be fantastic, and the safety aspect right. of it. Uh, so and yeah, that would be nice. So I was. You are a safe pilot. So you oh, think people you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, people buy. I watched and read quite a bit about the uh, 22 um, with the parachute. And do you think pilots who consider that as like the main safety thing are not focused on actually learning the safety of flying an aircraft and then depending if something happen- goes wrong, I'll just pull the parachute. Can, I we, can we pause for a second and explain what you're talking about? Because I have no idea. Well, ask Brian. Oh, okay. yeah, sure. Um, so b- so there's a, uh, a type of aircraft called a Cirrus. They broke the mold on general aviation. So general aviation has historically been um, Piper and Cessna were the uh, skinned, metal skinned aircraft. Um, and just very standard. Uh, and they've kind of been made the same way for quite a long time. Well, Cirrus came out, um, and it's an all-composite airframe. It's new. It sits like a car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a very nice, nicely apportioned inside, nice instrumentation. Um, it's a fast, it's a very sleek airplane. Yeah. But one of their innovative things was they put a ballistic parachute in mm-hmm. every single aircraft. So there's a big red handle above your head that mm. if things go really badly and, and really it's not even if if it does go really badly it's if even if you have a field to land in um stopping very quickly in freshly uh plowed field um just the quick stop can kill you so they actually uh their philosophy is y- if something goes that badly you pull the chute um because the chute will bring you down safely and okay. they've proven it over there's been hundreds of lives saved uh and that's i kind of put the air quotes around that because there's an argument of or you know did did the shoot really save them or did they get themselves in over their head and i think yeah. that's what aggie's exactly referencing what here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know there the, there's the argument now that says well people are now taking more risks 
because they know that they can pull the chute. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of have trouble with that philosophy because who, who buys an airplane like that and who makes the investment in the training and the personal preparation to go do that and just think, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw it all away by pulling the chute, you know, because <laughs> they've originally they thought uh, serious that was a life ender for the aircraft. You pull the chute and then that aircraft is scrapped, which mm. still, if you can walk away from it, that's great. That's a that's a good thing. But they've actually reconditioned aircraft after the chute's been pulled and after mm. it's come down under the chute um, and those those aircraft fly again. Um, so there there are some people that say, you know, people are taking unnecessary risks and you know, in a way, I can see some risk to that. So generally, I don't fly at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as part of learning how to fly, you have to fly at night. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'll do it sometimes, but I don't. I'm not going to take my family flying mm-hmm. up to Virginia mm-hmm. at eleven o'clock at night because right. if something does go wrong, you can't see where to land. Mm-hmm. You you don't know where you're going, so you're kind of taking away your safety cushion. Well, you know, if I know I have a parachute over my head. You know, may, maybe that's an okay risk to take now because I have an out. Uh, but there's other people that say that, you know, you'll you'll take risks with weather. You'll fly right. too close to thunderstorms or in icing conditions or something like that just because you know you have the chute. Yeah. I, I don't I don't buy that. I don't know. <clears throat> cool. So I watched the the launch of uh, the 2022 models for the SR22T yeah. with the green paint scheme on it. And uh, I was excited to see what's new about that because I've, there was such a hype about getting a Cirrus. And when I, I'm, I'm in the market for a new air, airplane, and um, so a Cirrus was one of the ones that I was considering. So I was excited about the 2022 launch, and all they talked about was the new color scheme, and then now you have USB ports. They didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more to it than that. I mean, that's what that lady was hyped about. But, they have cup holders. Um, oh, and they, they do. They have several. Um, and and I think that's just a function of the design is really matured. Right. Um, you know, they've kind of taken it to where. Um, Isn't that another thing with aircraft? Once a type is certified, they really don't go and make major changes because then they have to go for. Under the certification. There is a penalty to right. that, that, that if you make such a drastic change right. that you might have to get a new type right. certificate, right. you know, the FAA. And that takes it forever, so that's, it's a It's a very process. lengthy process. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mature, you know, how far you can go. But they, to their credit, they took a huge leap away from the industry. Right when they first came up with this concept. It was a huge, huge leap. And because it was so, what they did was very revolutionary. Uh, it was a, it's an engineering marvel, uh, really. And now to the, the point of, you know, the newest exciting thing that they can do is slap a new paint scheme on it and That's put it? a USB, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good for them. You know, if, if they have made it to that point, wow. I, uh, I still have a, don't have a, the Cirrus as my number one option. Something about it. No? No. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe the vision you know, jet. Maybe. Well, you know. so okay, so go go back and say it's a mature design. So Cirrus has gone out now, and they've made the vision jet, which is a completely new aircraft. But it's it's big. It's a uh, you know it's a single engine jet, yeah. and mm. but they have they've continued to innovate there at Cirrus, and they came up with this this jet now that is. Uh, oh, it's, it's beautiful. That it's pretty fantastic. Beautiful design. So yeah, I want to hear what is your. You know, <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm, I'm still stuck on my Piper M350. That's a beautiful airplane. That's yeah. that's, that's the goal. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice six seater. Flies fast, sleek. Got all the you need and the best part is their service center is right here is in right our airport Hill, yeah. only thing is i'll have to cross the runway 
from my hangar. Is that a problem for you? That's good. That could be a problem. I know a guy that could do that for you. <laughs> Aggie gives me a call and says, hey, you exercise the plane today. Okay, Aggie. I, I, I feel a beast trip coming up. So, you know. Um, so that's, that's what I... Um, that's that's my number one choice. I've kind of did quite a bit of research on that and all the other aircraft in that range. Um, but anyway, so uh, going back to what we're talking about, uh, the aircraft that we were training here in. So I joined um, Epic Flight Academy in New Smyrna Beach and every aircraft is there's so only like a year or two years old. Mm. And the first time I was doing a walk around with the, the, the aircraft that I was gonna take and I walked around, I told the instructor that I said, dude, every screw and rivet actually matches. <laughs> no different color screws in here because all the airplanes are flown until then. <laughs> You'll find screws and rivet oh, of yeah. different colors, different age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the fun, right? Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, training aircraft get treated pretty harshly. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, they learning to land is not a general thing and it's kind of one of the things that i like from the instruction side is is that there, there's this area in here that if the instructor takes over everything every time something starts to get sketchy mm -hmm. well then the student doesn't learn anything right. you have to let them get into that sketchy zone and see right. if they can get themselves out of course if you pop out the other side of the sketchy zone then everybody gets hurt and you bent metal and so that's mm -hmm. no fun either so right. um trying to figure out where is that point from the instructor when when do you push that instructor mm. rover ride button and say i have the controls um i kind of like that i don't like being scared out of my mind and you know, <laughs> you know but um uh, the whole instructor side of being a flight instructor it's it's the worst classroom in the world it's loud it's there's stuff <laughs> going on all right. the time um yeah. and you're trying to impart knowledge and you're trying to practice something so it's a it's an interesting challenge to so take on. So how many times did you have to take over for Aggie while you were flying? I was going to talk uh, about that. It was only, been only one time. Okay. We're was it Clover or what airport we were coming in to land and some guy was landing from the other end of the runway without making any announcement. Oh, yep, that was Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah, I remember that was you. I yeah. Know, I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was, <laughs> that, we were on was final. that was somewhat disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> I was on final and suddenly Brian said, oh, I got control, so I look out. And yeah, there, there was someone landing from the other side, and yeah, you made no announcements. No, nope, no announcements, mm, and yeah. uh, and and you don't. Planes are small, you know. Mm -hmm. When you're standing next to them on the ramp, um, the, there's. But when a plane's two miles away, mm -hmm. you have to kind of look around and try to find them. And mm. you know, in on purpose, when we're coming into land somewhere, you purposely look where you think planes are going to be and say, you know, can I find a plane there? Can I see a plane there? I look every time. I didn't see yeah. a plane there uh, no. until we were mm. uh, almost committed to landing. Oh, wow. And then suddenly there's another plane that's coming <laughs> in on the runway. <laughs> Let's go around. It'll be a game of chicken. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That's <laughs> not so a good game. Is that the only time that anybody's taken over for you, Aggie? I'm just I curious. think so. Um, I've had a lot. No, so no instructor worth their salt. No, no, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you. I've had incidences <laughs> where I said, can you take control? Mm. Um, but. I don't think I've had any major situation where somebody yeah. jumped in and Well, I'll say too that there's different degrees of taking control. So right. as you're as as you're learning how to land, um it's one thing to say I have the controls, which means the person that you're flying with needs to get off the controls. Something mm -hmm. drastically different needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing every once in a while for the instructor to reach up and just give a little nudge, you know, to right. give a right. little yeah, a push yeah, yeah, or a yeah, pull. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. there's, you know, one of the things that I like about the flying is that there's a very technical, there's a, a right and wrong, and there's regulations, and, and there's a system. But there's an art 
to it too. Mm-hmm. There's a, a feel for it. And the only way you develop that feel is, is you get into that gray space and you try to figure it out for yourselves. You, you don't have time when you're landing to, mm-hmm. to look ahead and think, okay, now I have to dip the right wing and now I need a little left rudder. That the time that you needed to apply that knowledge, that's it's already gone by. It's going yeah. by too quickly. Uh, right, so you got to be ahead of the aircraft. That's right. Every time you come in, it's mm-hmm. it's a different environment. Every it could be the same runway, uh, but it's it changes. Now going back to what Brian was saying, you know, they wanted to learn. I mean, learn to land on the center line, and you know, as a as a student, you're looking at so many things, and you may you just want to land and could not be in the center line, and then you mm-hmm. know, so they might push. Uh, you know, give you some advice or mm-hmm. nudge the controls to get back on mm-hmm. the center line. Mm-hmm. But there are times where if it is going really bad, like what happened in that situation, we just went around. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't, we didn't, when trying to salvage a bad landing, we just went around. Right. Uh, so situations like that happens all the time. Yep, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So how long have you been a flight instructor? Uh, so re- it's two years. Two so years. I, I'm a relatively, I'm a relatively recent, but gotcha. I've uh, been flying since 93. <laughs> I think so nice. uh, you know back in the day I learned to fly I wanted to be an army aviator mm-hmm. uh, so and that's uh, well you know that's one of my other side jobs is I am a soldier uh, but way back then I wanted to fly helicopters for the army and so I thought a way to build my resume was to go out to the local little strip that I had up there in Pennsylvania and yeah. learn how to fly an airplane and I've, even though that career path the army aviation the army worked out for me great but hmm. uh, even though the, uh, the aviation side for the army uh, didn't work out for me kind of always stayed in uh i took a little bit of a break uh, a couple years ago when the kids were real small uh but i missed it you know living Mm -hmm. right here next to the airport you drive by it every day and and it's a hobby that i really loved but and then i was always i saw it go by every day and so i decided to get back involved in aviation after taking a couple years off we had owned a plane previously and then uh, as a way to get back involved i thought all right well you know if i want to step up my game and i want to make sure i'm current um, mm. I'll, I'll become an instructor. And there you go. That was it was quite an investment in time, but it was also you know there was a, a ton of good knowledge. But uh, you you said your wife also flies with you. She does. She's a, she's a, yep. she's a no, she's not current okay. anymore, but uh, she's a private pilot, instrument rated. Um, oh wow. So okay. we used to before kids. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, and uh, we lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantastic flying environment that we would just meet at the plane after work and go any number of places for dinner. It's like all the fields down there have cool. little burger shacks and nice. and things. Some of them have really nice restaurants. Some of them have little uh, greasy spoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is uh, the weekend mornings you <laughs> fly down or you know, and and you know when you have your own plane. Hey, let's go to Tampa. We were we were on the East Coast. We were in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, but. Now let's go to Tampa for dinner. Okay, it's only an hour away. And, <laughs> and so th- that was really cool. And then uh, when my son was born, uh, her parents lived halfway across the peninsula. Um, so the car seat would go in the back and we would <laughs> take, you know, what would be like a two and a half hour car drive was like 35 or 40 minutes in the plane mm-hmm. and we just hand him out the door and of course grams is sitting nice. right there and she's happy as pie just to <laughs> take the boy for a while and you know we could go have some adult time <laughs> and it was great but that's awesome i thought you were going to say we went to the hospital in the plane no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so talk about brian you probably are, have more information about this um at our group meetings there's always someone talking about using the aircraft for charity work or taking pets across from different locations or patients or kids uh are you involved in any of that stuff no i'm not involved in any of it right now um so i did i, I did take a couple angel flight 
uh, flights. Uh, it was actually right when we moved up here in 2010. Hmm. Um, and, and that was kind of interesting. It was, it was a side that I hadn't seen before. Uh, cause so you have somebody that needs to go, uh, a significant dif- distance to get some kind of medical, uh, hmm. it's usually care after an event. It's not like for a major surgery or hmm. something, but for chemotherapy or another appointment. Uh, and sometimes the economics, you know, their personal family's economics don't allow it. They don't have a specialist there in town. Um, so there's a network of pilots out there that donate their plane, their gas, their everything. Um, wow. It's a good excuse to go fly. It's a good <laughs> excuse to go fly to a place where you normally don't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there really is the the feel-good side of, Hey, you you know you help these people out. This was yeah. this was a serious uh, right. this is a serious thing for them. Yeah. So I did do that. Um, there's the I think it's pilots and paws. Pilots and um, paws, yeah. Um, where they're taking care of rescue animals. Uh, yep. I know a couple of people who do that. I don't know that that part seems a little sketchy to me. I'm I'm more comfortable. <laughs> you know, hand hand me a five year old kid who might freak out and or you know throw up in the back seat. I'm okay, but right. you know, you even the kids you can talk to the dogs. <laughs> it's, it's hard to reason with animals sometimes. Predictable. You don't know how they're. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that is true. So where'd you go to college, Brian? I know where you so, went to, but yeah. Um. So well, I grew up in Delaware. Uh-huh. Um. And then I came down here for school. My uh, my good buddy growing up came down to Clemson and he was an engineering student here. He was uh, two years ahead of me. Hmm. He said, you got to come down and visit this place. And uh, my my whole family went to the University of Delaware. I grew up in a college town, uh, went to the high school that's like right on the edge of campus. Nice. Uh, my uncle was a professor there in the engineering department. So I think my family was, you know, certainly my mom was pretty focused on the University of Delaware. Mm-hmm. But it was a gray, rainy day right there at the end of February up in <laughs> Delaware, and I came down to South Carolina where the grass is green and people are wearing <laughs> shorts, and, and uh, you know, I was like, wow. I, re- I remember talking to my dad as we walked away from Clemson. I was like, Dad, I, I think this is pretty nice. What do you think? Uh-huh. And uh, I know that one part of my dad was saying, boy, I really want you to go to Delaware. And the <laughs> other part of my dad was going, man, this place is really nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I went to, uh, went to Clemson, studied uh, engineering, mechanical engineering, huh. uh, and then uh, also did our OTC while was there so uh, coming out of Clemson I was a full-time active army went over to Fort Bragg and jumped out of airplanes and uh, the army decided that uh, they could take an engineer and make a better communications officer that that anybody could fly helicopters I I disagreed strongly with that assessment (laughs) Uh, a good friend there at school who was a business major and who had about the same GPA as me and and stuff and he got helicopters and I was like that's not fair man. uh, but but now the the army career was real good I was an active army for about six years and uh, my wife uh, got her master's at Clemson so we met at school and uh, she decided to play the army game too so we were both at Fort Bragg eventually and uh, but then we decided that it's time to take a break our careers were kind of offset so it was going to be tough looking looking forward a couple years ahead that we between deployments and you know this was before 9-11 so uh, you know the army was a different place back then so we decided to to get out and go back to grad school so uh, that's what took me to Florida I went to University of Florida for for me it was a business degree and for my wife it was a PhD in engineering uh, structural engineering and uh, then we stayed down in Florida and I was working for a defense company out on the coast and she was working up on the space coast uh, building launch structures uh, oh, wow. So that's nice. that's pretty exciting that's because those cool. are getting used now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so you know she when she when she turns on C-SPAN and you know looks at lo- watches countdowns, she yeah. can say, "Hey, I built that lightning tower right there." Which <laughs> is, that's that's pretty cool. So you guys are just both 
heavy into all types of aviation then. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, Yeah. actually building uh, the structures. That's so crazy. Have, yeah. you, have you seen any of the space shuttle launches when you were in Florida? I did. So we went, we, we would put the uh, put the ladder out and climb up on the roof. Yeah. Um, and it was the, the night launch that we saw was just, mm. it, it was emotional. It yeah. was it was really cool because, um, you know, you're sitting there, uh, you know it's happening. Right. I forget whether we had a radio or if we were watching on a phone or, or what, but, you know, you knew it was coming. And uh, from our roof, we were we were far enough away in Melbourne that we, you know, we didn't have direct line of sight, mm-hmm. but suddenly the light bulb turned on over the horizon. Wow. Um, yeah, and cool. then, you know, that was just the, 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 I don't know, extra light. You know, you could see something was going on up there. Yeah. And then you saw the candle start creeping up and going yeah. into the sky. Wow. And then your chest started rumbling. <laughs> uh, and it was a while later. Yeah. And to watch that arc up across the sky and, and go out into the distance that was that was really cool i've had a chance to watch three of them pretty up close that was fantastic yeah oh my god it's unbelievable you know that it, it uh, one emotional the, like yeah right? i mean right? it's, it's i the, think the so. feeling that you get even though you are you are pretty much nobody just sitting across the mm-hmm. water just watching it mm-hmm. uh you feel like you're part of it because the whole rumble you know mm-hmm. it, it just you just feel it yeah it's amazing yeah. it's you, amazing you, been to the, has any of you gone to the kennedy to space center recently. yeah i went down to um Kennedy Space Center over the summer and saw SpaceX launch. So it's smaller than some of the shuttles, obviously, but um, still a very like night launch and extremely oh, cool fantastic. experience. Um, oh, from, it was a night launch as well. Yeah, okay. right across the water there. So yeah, uh, probably not the same level of rumble, but you still get that. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, very, very cool. Yep. I wonder the uh, the well, not the shuttle, but inside the capsule, if the decor is as crappy as the Teslas are. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know. T- tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had my Tesla for probably five months. I was excited about it for the first two and a half months, and then I was couldn't wait to get rid of it. <laughs> the quality of the car inside was so bad. I couldn't believe myself. I, 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 I can't I, say that I know. I drive a minivan. But <laughs> hey, listen, I traded up to a Ram 1500. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Cool. Charles, Charles yeah. go ahead. Uh, before we jump into Charles, I don't know if you are a movie buff, Mr. Caleb here, a young man Caleb, as I call him, is big into <laughs> movies. Are you into movies? I'd say no. I enjoy going to movies, but if, if you're going to ask me if I've seen a movie, uh, you know, other than Top Gun, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to hear that you were, like, holding out on, you know, were you, why I, were you resisting? I, was, I wanted to watch it in the movie theater. I haven't been to movies okay, well in Okay, well, that's good. And right. Caleb yeah, went, yeah. Uh, went watch Top Gun, like, every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I finally I went and saw it. I it did make an cool. error so that, you know, we went and watched it as a whole family, and I didn't invest the time to go back and watch the first oh. version with uh, the kids oh, so yeah, yeah. so my daughter was like dad why are they saying that why are they why are they doing that and i was like <laughs> oh, hold on hold on so we immediately went on went home and you know watched the first top gun as soon as we got home oh yeah. <laughs> a pretty good movie as for a movie you know obviously if you don't point out all the stupidness in there but it's a pretty good movie yeah oh no i thought it was i thought it was an excellent <laughs> movie and, and of course you know i'm yeah, there were things like, yeah, no, that's not right. That's <laughs> but I'm, I'm willing to give artistic license. You know, it can't be 100% real. Right. Did you know that the IRS now requires all tax-exempt organizations to e-file their 990 tax forms? If you need to file a 990, check out expresstaxexempt.com, the quickest and easiest way to e-file your organization's 990 forms. 
Express Tax Exempt offers interview style and form based processes to accommodate 990 experts and newcomers alike. Plus, they make it easy to attach any required schedules, share the return with others in your organization for review, and they even offer live customer support. So go to ExpressTaxExempt.com now for the easiest 990 e filing option. You have a son and daughter. I do. And they went to uh, my place when we had a big party there, and they really enjoyed Indian food. Did you yes. know? Did you know? Did you know about that before that party? Did that they like Indian food? Uh, so we we're kind of uh, we go out and taste different uh, you know cultures. And okay. We we enjoy traveling. That's we we enjoy traveling a lot. Um, I'm quite sure that it was my daughter, and that's how they know you, by the way. When I when I told them today that I was going to come see you, they just kind of went, "What?" You know, I was like, "You remember going over to his house?" Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our, my my kids are pretty adventurous, uh, adventuresome, and uh, cool. Uh, yeah, they they enjoy different culinary experiences. So Charles cool. here is a foodie. Ah, Charles, uh, you don't have a blog or Instagram no, or anything. No, it's food, not. It's not just to that level, and I'm not going out and spending hun- you know, crazy amounts of money on on dining experiences. But yeah, I do enjoy. You know, yeah, but good, when you were traveling Europe and all last year, did you document all the different restaurants that you went to? What kind of food? Well, I definitely had? took a picture of every good meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I'm a person that lives in 2022. Uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, we uh, were out on the lake, and we saw you were surfing. Yeah, yeah, I was wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, wakeboarding yeah. and yeah. your son was driving the boat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is he uh, is he uh, big into boarding or more into flying? Or what's the passion there? Uh, he's into anything with a steering wheel right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like uh, we haven't been back to visit yet because uh, we did see your car that first time, and I don't need to stoke those flames any harder. That he's uh, he's a uh, He's looking pretty hard at that. He's 14 now, and he's like, hey, Dad, look at that car. That car right there. That's, that's pretty nice, Dad. I'm like, yeah. I know I can't afford that insurance. But, uh, but no, he likes he likes being on the water. He likes flying. He likes, uh, he, yeah, pretty much. Uh, he went out sailing this past weekend. So and cool. I think well, there's same. a little piece of uh, the little piece of the uh, responsibility to it. I, right. mean, I, I, think, I think any teenager, when they can own a little piece of I think it's one of the things that I like about scouting is you give them opportunities to you give them a little rope and and they appreciate that and so you know when you can go out and he can pull me around the lake on the string and and uh, and I get to go skiing and he gets to go driving and the same (laughs) thing with my daughter she's she enjoys that too right on my daughter really enjoys being in the plane and of course when you're when you're that much shorter, everything's an instrument flight. You know, she's <laughs> she's down there, but she sits there and looks out the side window. And mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact, uh, I went flying with her. We went up to Hickory just mm. to go to the little sandwich shop that's up there. Mm. And I was enjoying looking out the windows and stuff. And uh, from the other seat, uh, she reached over and and touched the altimeter. And yeah, I was off by 300 feet. Oh, and, wow. uh, <laughs> so you know, she didn't providing me a little instruction on the way. I was yeah. like, all right, that's good. Thank that's, you for that. That's okay. pretty it's, cool. It's that's good that cool. she has my back like that. <laughs> yeah. So how but often yeah. do you take your family on a on a flight like that? Uh, it's probably like every other week that yeah. I go flying. I try nice. to fly at least once a week. Um, but you know, if I get to take the kids, uh, my kids are busy, mm-hmm. and and that's good. That's the way I yeah. want it to be. But you know, l- last night we had a, a cross country meet, and mm-hmm. I. 
soon as uh, soon as the boy crossed the finish line, I sprinted over and uh, we had a we call them cheerleading games. They're not <laughs> football games when you're a cheerleading dad, so you go to cheerleading <laughs> games and. Uh, we do that. We do scouts, and so uh, the, we don't have a lot of free time. But gotcha. whenever we get a chance to 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 go enjoy it, it's a it's it's fun to be anything that's together with the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love watching the kids grow up, and I watch providing them with uh, you know giving them the opportunity to show some skills and to to do things. Nice. Uh, now you mentioned that you're uh, involved in the scouting. Uh, yeah. So you're you're a scoutmaster here in Rock I Hill. I am. Yeah. I'm, uh, so the Rock Hill has one uh, girls troop. We were talking earlier on. So a couple of years ago, um, the BSA Boy Scouts of America opened all of the programs, which includes Cub Scouts, what we used to call Boy Scouts mm-hmm. Adventures uh, or Venturing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, exploring. They opened everything up completely to women. Gotcha. And. Uh, I really appreciated that from the army side, and I think from from a country, you know, the the patriot in me, the mm-hmm. guy that wants to see, you know, hey, what's best for our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's, you know, boys and girls, uh, ladies and men, you know, if from from the army side as a senior leader in the army, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't I don't care what gender you are. I, I care that you want to wear camouflage and wear the flag on your sleeve and mm-hmm. do the best job that you can. Well, I, you know, how do we build those people? How do we how do we get those young people? And there's, uh, I think the st- the statistic it's something like eighty five or eighty seven percent of youth nowadays aren't eligible for the military, just hmm. because either it's a fitness thing or uh, you know bad deeds in the past or an education hmm. thing. Hmm. And uh, you know, I don't. I, we kind of started about scouting. You know, mm-hmm. scouting isn't meant to build people up to be in the army, hmm. but to me, it's kind of. Where do you get the leadership in industry or the military or government or where do you, you have to start it somewhere? And right. I kind of like the, the curriculum that, that the BSA has. Yeah, it's a very good way to build a base set of skills that you don't really get in school. So. It's it's yeah. absolutely separate mm-hmm. right. from school. Right. I mean, what what organization uh, gives pocket knives to third graders and says, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> "No, it's more to it than that, right? You, right?" you start off with a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of knowledge about the knife, a little bit of uh, hey, here's how you do first aid because you're all going to get a chance yep. to practice first aid here pretty soon. But then you know you sit there and carve a bar of ivory soap, mm-hmm. and they learn the skills that way, and and suddenly you know they're proud that mm-hmm. they have their totem chip card and they're allowed mm-hmm. to carry a pocket knife now, <laughs> and and that pride you want to you want to stoke those flames mm-hmm. you want that's that's where it comes from and uh i even like the scouts bsa what we used to call boy scouts mm-hmm. i like that that level even more and i'm really looking forward to my daughter getting into that level because it's not just the skills so yeah you, you learn how to tie a knot um but then you they they learn how do you teach how to lot, tie a knot and then how do you teach how to have a meeting and how do you plan a camp out and uh, you know the 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 mentality is not hey we're a bunch of knot tires it's that we go on adventures and we use these little skills together so while uh while your sixth graders and your seventh graders are busy with those individual skills the tenth graders are hey hey how many how many cars do we need to go on this camp out and mm-hmm. who do we have to ask to drive and do we need any permits to go backpacking in a national forest mm-hmm. and that kind of level and to see the progression uh and the leadership development there yeah. that that excites me uh, that i think that's pretty neat that's cool were the two of you in any of that stuff i was in boy scouts oh, you were? i didn't i wasn't i didn't make it to eagle but i was involved for years yeah you nope no, no, no. Was not. Yeah. yeah but from your scouting experience i mean 
I'm quite sure you can think of a pretty hard camp out that you went on and you got ra- rain sideways and uh, you were cold. And Do you, you go know? camping, Charles? Not so much. Not so much now. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have a little boy, I, I probably will then. Right. Yeah. How old's your son? Uh, six months. Okay. Oh, he's little, real little. little. Yeah. yeah. Real little. He came yeah. and camped out at my uh, house for That's the uh, office party. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He didn't. I didn't give him any bourbon, but he did camp out. There. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this, this year you camped out? No, no, no. Yeah. Claude was hanging out. How about you? How about you, Claude? I mean, not Claude. Caleb. I was not in Scouts, but uh, we did go camping and do stuff like that as a family a lot when I was younger. I haven't gone in a while, but I, I would like to more. Yeah, so. yeah. We had a, a great adventure this past. So we we had a couple of adventures this past summer. But my son is old enough uh, to go out to Philmont Scout Ranch, which is. Uh, it, they're touted as the largest scout ranch in the world, mm. but it's uh, out in New Mexico, and we went backpacking for 12 days. And so he's the youngest age that can go on that higher level of adventure. Nice. But to to step back, um, it's really fun because the adults we, the adults walk in the back, and you mm. never have to cook, and you don't clean, and you know that's <laughs> that's their job, right? But but you also realize that uh, every once in a while they won't read the map quite right, and you have to be willing to walk <laughs> yeah, down a trail a couple miles in the wrong direction. But oh, um, nice. to see the beauty that we have in this country um, to places where people don't typically go, you know, mm-hmm. you can't drive a car there. So we're walking along mountain yeah. ridges and uh, seeing, I don't know, over easily over 100 miles, you know, off into the distance. So that was a, that was a great adventure that we had, <laughs> you know, something I got to share with the kids. That's cool. Now, were you in Scouts as a child? I was, yeah, which I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I was because my parents weren't campers gotcha. and they didn't, neither of them had a background in scouting. I'm not, I'm not sure what caused them to take me to a Cub Scout meeting. But Did they have a military background? Was that was it? No, no, they don't have a military it? background. Boy, for, yeah, just saying it out <laughs> loud, uh, for being the, the firstborn, I, yeah, I guess I was kind of a rebel. You know, I did the army <laughs> thing, did scouts. Uh. That's funny. I just, the only reason I bring it up, my dad, he got us involved in scouts, but he, he it's like a weird thing. His, his dad didn't want him to do scouts because he said, they're just going to make you join the military. <laughs> they're going to like, they're, it's like precursor to the military, which is like funny enough. That is how it worked for you. That, that is but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, like Grinda, no, uh, Grinda had his own reasons. He was a POW in world war two for a while. So he wasn't, wasn't too crazy about his kid getting involved in something. No, like that. I can see that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I think that's, it's, it's just like people say about the Sears parachute, you know, people, yeah. people say, Oh, well, you know, scouting, it's, it's a military and it's, it's not that at all. I mean, it's, uh, you know the the purpose of scouting the the statement oh, is for sure. building yeah, yeah. moral and ethical yeah. you know and all of youth. my time there I never felt any sort of like yeah. oh you know and the next thing you'll join but, the military but know? now I I latched onto it I thought having mm-hmm. a uniform with a you know a couple dangly things hanging off of it I thought that was <laughs> that was pretty cool all right and you know when you they get did to kind of model that off of like the traditional like uh, you know military decoration type yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, guess, you know, so. the uh, the army is, like, scouting with guns and bombs. And, yeah. you know, why, <laughs> what's, what's not to love about that? Uh, so I thought I, I kind of fell right in on that. When that you really graduated from pocket me. knives to guns and bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, the from the adult side, you know, the, the mentality's the same. You know, you got uh, teenagers going camping and privates going camping. It's, you know, craziness happens out mm-hmm. there. So it's, it's a, it's a fun mm-hmm. environment. Both of them are fun environments to yeah. be in. But we haven't uh, even gotten to Enlighten yet, the, the, <laughs> the company on your shirt. 
Oh, um, what is that? You want to for uh, a fun, if yeah if we're wrapping down? You, no, you that's fine. Have we'll a talk about it. Brief little moment on on what you're doing with Enlighten. Yeah, sure. So we we make a uh, uh, call it a therapy device. It helps people walk. Um, it's an overhead system that allows people to move anywhere within a room, left, right, forward, back, uh, to spin without unspinning. Um, and, and it's really, so it's a, a patented device. Uh, both my uncle and my father, uh, are on the patent. Uh, they came up with this and it, this came from a series of other projects that they had worked on with the university of Delaware and their physical therapy department. Um, but you know, and just like from the software side, I think you'll agree that, you know, when you look at an engineering problem, there's, there's the technical piece, but there's also time and expense. And what, mm-hmm. what we kind of found out was that their medical devices aren't cheap. So our effort is to kind of get this down to a level where people can afford this, this device. And, um, it, it's almost philanthropic. Uh, so, you know, I'm not making a lot of money doing this. Uh, but, and when, when you can provide somebody the ability, especially a kid, the chance to walk, um, and to play and to socialize. And something that I didn't realize from the engineering side is, is when you have a kid, it's one thing to be able to walk, but that that triggers brain development. The socialization when kids can play with kids, mm-hmm. um, there's so much more going on there um, than just building leg muscle and building nerves uh, and balance. Um, so you're really opening up a life to them by expanding their abilities. So uh, I I uh, took a took a system called it the Puma. Um, took a system up to a, a lady in Charlotte. And uh, we put her daughter in it, and her daughter started playing around the playroom um, where normally she's in a wheelchair or sometimes she had these uh, these walkers. Yeah. Um, and suddenly she's suspended from the ceiling on bungees. Well, what kid doesn't like to bounce? I mean, <laughs> we, you know, we go down the road and pay a bunch of money to bounce around on trampolines. And, yeah. and so suddenly she realizes that she can bounce around her playroom, and she goes and gets her own. It was an exercise ball, but she starts pushing this ball around the room, and she was having a great time and then she came over to me and she was uh, she might have been in kindergarten at the time and she kind of leaned into me like she was going to tell me a secret hmm. and you know she had this gr- crazy little grin on her face and she said i bounce like a bunny <laughs> <laughs> and i was like wow and that's when i realized her mom was sitting over there crying and, oh. you know it, it kind of you know gets right. gets you a little emotional right. too right. Uh, right. Right. Uh, so the fact that we can you know put this together and and help people out whether it's adults with the bigger systems or if it's kids with the little systems um, that's that's a good use of time when the kids are off at school and are not doing dentist mm-hmm. appointments. You know, if I can put together a system or uh, talk to people about how they can help themselves or help their kids, very cool, fun. great, very cool. cool. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. Is, do you have is there a website for Enlighten? Yeah, so it's Enlighten LLC. It's a very bad acronym because uh, it's not an acronym, uh, but it's Engineering Lift Technology E N L I T E N, and then LLC. Uh, enlighten.com. I think probably the best place to look is, is uh, on Facebook because that's gotcha. where most of our videos are. Uh, right. But when you can see a little kid bouncing around and, and having a good time, a kid who normally wouldn't walk is that yeah. is suddenly up and cruising around a place and playing with toys and playing with other kids. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it makes it worth it. It's very cool. Got to get you connected to the Miracle Park folks. Yeah, I would. Um, you know, especially with them, their efforts of getting uh, getting people in the workplace uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we've done several projects out in Kansas City, out in Idaho, up at the University of Delaware, down at U- University of Central Florida, um, about a cafe mm-hmm. where you have a person, we were talking about it before the show started, but a person who 
otherwise can walk, mm -hmm. but every once in a while has an issue, whether like you mentioned with a trick knee mm -hmm. or has fainting spells or something like that. Um, now, you know, and they could not stand behind a counter in a walker or in a wheelchair and mm -hmm. do what they need to do. You know, if you think about uh, the person that works behind the counter at the Dunkin' Donuts, they don't really travel that far, right. but they, they have to travel around. They can't mm -hmm. be back there with a wheelchair. That makes it kind of tough. And mm -hmm. uh, if we use this technology mm -hmm. and, and support them and provide them a means of earning a living, uh, that's, that's it, it becomes very worthwhile. You know, you, you kind of feel like there's a bigger cause to this. Mm -hmm. So That's, that's awesome, awesome, Brian. That's it's really fun. cool. Yeah. yeah. Have you maybe... Um, Introduce them to with Kylie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I heard that show and I was like, wow, that's that's great. I kind of knew what they were doing with it, but cool. Yeah, we'll have to set awesome. that up. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it was, it was a great thoughts? pleasure. Yeah. No, it, it's it's fantastic. So I was uh, before the show started. I said I was, you know, I listened to a bunch of podcasts. They're mostly professional development or or something like that. Trying to get Aggie to listen to some podcasts. I was I was floored <laughs> when I got to hear the first uh, the first issue of the Bandit Room and. Wow, you're actually doing podcasts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think you did podcasts, but we're not gonna, with our podcast, we're not going to develop anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But but uh, yeah, it was a great honor to be here. Um, yeah, this is this is good fun. So thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, thank you. Brian. Well, hopefully uh, once our hangers are ready, we'll probably see each other more often. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll take you flying. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks for joining. Bandit Room is a production of Span Enterprises, located in sunny Rock Hill, South Carolina. We've been developing, supporting, and growing successful IRS e-filing and business management solutions since 2010. Go to SpanEnterprises.com now to learn more. The views and opinions expressed in the Bandit Room are those of the guests, and do not necessarily reflect or state the opinions of Span Enterprises. No information should be considered as tax, legal, or other professional advice.